Avenue and Friends, only on RawRadioX.com. It's your weekly therapy session, your usual dose of highfalutin hijinks, crazy antics, sarcasm, and bad jokes. Oh, it's true. Remember, it's Avenue and Friends, Thursdays at noon, 9 a.m. Pacific. RawRadioX.com. Act like you know. Louder Than Life Music Festival returns to Champions Park near downtown Louisville, Kentucky, October 3rd and 4th, 2015. Second annual celebration of the region's culture and cuisine, once again featuring award-winning bourbons and spirits, gourmet man food, and a powerful music lineup. Louder Than Life's premier selection of bourbon, whiskey, craft beer, and gourmet man food is curated personally by festival creator Danny Weimer. The spectacular music lineup of rock legends and breaking talent include Rob Zombie, ZZ Top, Godsmack, Shinedown, Leonard Skinner, Slash featuring Miles Kennedy Conspirators, Breaking Benjamin, Three Doors Down, Bring Me the Horizon, and many, many more. For more information, visit www.louderthanlifefestival.com. You can also purchase tickets, camping packages, and VIP packages. Again, it's at www.louderthanlifefestival.com, October 3rd and 4th, 2015, in Louisville, Kentucky. Hey, you. Yeah, you. What are you doing? You know what you should be doing right now? You should log on to rawradiox.com. And for those of you on the go, just check out TuneIn and search Raw Radio X. It's that easy. rawradiox.com, the hottest music around, locally and abroad. It's what we do. It's rawradiox.com, real raw radio. The Art of Relationships Radio Show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Dzinski, or The Art of Relationships. Thank you. Welcome to The Art of Relationships Radio Show. Greg has been a relationships expert guest host on numerous radio shows. He promises that this show is for you and to help listeners become more fulfilled, healthier, and happier in your relationships and lives. Licensed relationship and sex counselor Greg Dozinski, the Art of Relationships radio show, will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy, plus help in reigniting the passion in your romantic relationships. He also welcomes live calls from listeners in helping with these very challenges. No more tit-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and grow happier. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. To others, he's simply known as Master G. If you're looking for that unique... (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, Av. Uh, this is Greg Dzinski, licensed professional counselor. Oh, boy. Relationship and uh, sex specialist in the metro Detroit area of Michigan, that is. Where else would Detroit be, right? <laughs> in the armpit? No. <laughs> of Michigan. I, I, I didn't know. <laughs> 
I didn't know if you meant Detroit, Oregon, or Detroit, Texas. You know what? There are a few of them out there, aren't there? Detroit, Alabama. Nice little town. You been there? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what they say, a nice area on the Tigers broadcast, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what do you, what Taylor, do you th- nice area it is. What, no. <laughs> do you, what do you think of Flushing, New York? I think it's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Ab. What's happening? This, uh, oh, that is Sebastian, a.k.a. Avenue, with me here on the... I can't even talk. <laughs> the Art of Relationships radio show, and I uh, promise I have not been drinking. Maybe I should have <laughs> been. I am uh, slap happy, that is. You can, uh, as always, give us a call on Wednesday night here at rawradiox.com for the time being. Um, the phone number is 313-462-0107. Again, 313 462 Zero one zero seven. The Art of Relationships radio show, of course, is all about you, the listeners out there, and helping you achieve and maintain, which is important, the relationship you've always craved, you've always uh, dreamed of, and hopefully have uh, the honest, genuine connection uh, you've always wanted, and hopefully for a lifetime as well, not just for the night. <laughs> yeah. You can also uh, check me out on Facebook, uh, Greg Dzinski, uh, D-U-D-Z-I-N-S-K-I. And website is theartofrelationships.org. And we are going to get into talking about bashing. And uh, you can also join uh, join us on live chat if you're using a Spreaker's app or the Art of Relationships radio show's own app on Apple, I had to think for a minute. Apple, I'm thinking iTunes. Yeah, Apple, it is on iTunes. Uh, Apple devices and also, of course, Android devices. You can join us on live chat, which is a lot of fun. And we are going to try to get into bashing. I think my voice almost, oh, my God, I sound like a robot, Av. What's going on? No, you do not. <laughs> Pretty close, monotone, tired voice. <laughs> Working on, yeah, I actually am... Uh, Starting to see clients now out of the new Detroit office. All right. Um, actually going to be seeing first couple down there, which is cool, uh, Friday morning. So I'll be back, going back and forth all over the place like a yo-yo. Um, looking forward to being a huge, huge part of the Metro D. Ab's least favorite place in the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. It's not my least favorite. I mean, you know, uh, there's Tehran and in Baghdad and and in <laughs> in <and> Tehran, <laughs> Tehran, yeah, Toledo. I'm sure. Um, no, oh no, Toledo's a, a Toledo's okay. Toledo, Toledo. True story. I did this because I'm a geography nerd. Think about it real real quick. Detroit Junior. That is my nickname you know for Toledo. What? You're and right. Think about this. Look at the geography of it. Look at how it sits on the on the Maumee River. Sits on the north slash northwest side bank of that river. Correct. Uh, I-75 kind of does a little jog through the city, but goes around downtown and then comes out the south end, just like it does with Detroit. And before you get like, if you're on the Maumee River, you're looking 
to the northeast toward downtown, right. going up 75, you'll see a suspension bridge Correct. and the skyline behind it. You know and behind that suspension bridge, you'll see the skyline, a few older buildings and some buildings on the left, and then the big glass skyscraper, yeah. that uh, one Seagate, the official name of it. Yes. The tallest building in Toledo right there. And I'm like, gee, that looks and sounds so familiar. And I drew, it? I drew just a little schematic. Plan of it a one ni- day. nice analogy, and isn't it? All my friends were like, "Oh yeah, that's Detroit," and I was like, "Ha, it's, it's Toledo. Toledo." So there you go, University of Toledo, too, right? Just and, uh, a, Toledo Mudhens. That's right. Just a little bit of a you know, Detroit. little bit, of, little bit of knowledge there. Now would that be? Yeah, I have. Would that be? Uh, what would that be? Would that be uh, Detroit's younger brother or younger sister? Ooh. Uh, what would that be? How can you check its genitals? Well, it's Toledo, <laughs> so I'm going to go with younger brother. Younger brother, <laughs> I'm oh, go there with you younger go. Brother. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> Anthony, Anthony Wayne, you know, has oh, some history down you know there. So Absolutely there you right. Go. We have to look at yeah the art of relationships radio show. Like I said, um, you can check out our recorded shows too, all over the place. I usually post them on uh, Facebook, on SoundCloud. Uh, actually, they're posted on uh, YouTube too, so that is cool. Make sure you check them out. Um, we're going to talk about going after. Um, I was going through some stuff last week a little bit, and I posted on it about how many people out there are susceptible or maybe really are bugged by exes and getting bashed and sort of, you know, hate, haters going to hate. How many people deal with exes and really it irks the living crap out of you when exes dog you out? They call you names, uh, whatever. You did this, you did that, and you're like, no way, no way, what's going on? Um, and all of a sudden, you're starting to fight for yourself. And I mean fight for yourself. And I look at and we're going to get into this a little bit. My point is, why are you fighting so hard for yourself when something might not be true? Why are you giving that person power um, over you and you're trying to go out and you get this tip for tat. It reminds me, freaking, it's, you know, especially with exes. We'll get into, you know, when employees or employers bash you. And we'll get into also, what about family members? They don't bash each other, do they? <laughs> siblings, parents, um, you know, parents, siblings, freaking cousins, uh, uncles, aunt, whatever. They start bashing. And I want to get into this situation, too. And I just uh, drew up a schematic. Actually, I had blank pieces of paper when I walked in here, uh, sat down, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes ago, and I'm writing down <laughs> ideas, um, you know, talking about all the stuff that I deal with. You know, I hear with clients and all this stuff, and I hear, you know, clients dealing with exes. They're bashing me. They're saying, I did this, I did that, and I did not do that. And I'm asking, why does it matter? Well, it's almost like you're exes, but you're still fighting like you're married or you're still in a relationship. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Well, my reputation, that matters, whatever. Well, by you feeding into it, what's that say about your reputation? Why are you fighting so hard? And I get trying to clean up your rep. I get about trying to stick up for yourself, and I'm all for that. But there's a way to do that, and there's a way, you know, does it really matter? And why do you care? And I love it when exes try to get a hold of your new girlfriend. They try to get a hold of your new wife. They try to get a hold of your new boyfriend, you know, in that situation or husband. And they just want to freaking suck them in and dog you out. And how do you handle that situation? What do you do? 
And if they do get a hold of, you know, let's face it, Facebook, right? They freaking stalk. <laughs> yes, they do. They stalk. Oh, yeah, they do. They stalk. I've had a situation a couple of years ago where one got a hold of an ex before, did Greg do this? Did Greg do that? Whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'll be honest with you. Ask me. <laughs> you know, if I screwed up, if I hurt somebody, I'm going to be honest and tell it. You don't have to go to somebody else. And you think I'm going to come up with a different answer or whatever. And it cracked me up. And all of a sudden, you know, ex-girlfriend, whatever, got a hold of me. You know, I haven't talked to, say, in a year, two years, whatever. And uh, gets, hey, so-and-so got a hold of me. What's going on? And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and right there, I am like, okay. You're done. <laughs> Adios, amigos. Um, I'm not even going to play this game with you. So you want to ask, ask. And I get some people lie, deceive, and all this stuff. I get that information. I get that. But is this more about their own insecurities, trying to protect themselves? And is it all about, you know what? I love this part, too. And this, I think, comes down to it. It's all part of insecurities, trying to be... Maybe the better person, but when it comes down to it, let's sort of unravel that onion. And I hate onions. Sorry, Ab. I hate onions. But <laughs> why did you apologize to me? For I don't that? know. I maybe you love onions. Maybe they, that's a good point. They're all right. <laughs> but you know when, and this is a pet peeve of mine. Yes, I hate people that play the frickin' victim role. Poor me, poor me. They were this, and that's where a lot of people they freaking dog out other people play the victim role so everybody draws attention to them feel sorry for me and you look at that if you're that hung up on sympathy why does somebody have that much power over you and you're bashing somebody else and maybe and usually it's not even the truth you know you exaggerate you facilitate um it could be someone i'm trying to i'm just pulling this out this didn't happen but it looks like oh oh greg was verbally abusive and all this stuff and i'm like what because i said no i wouldn't allow this i or not allow i'm not going to be disrespected and talked to like this so i'm awesome i say that just those words and awesome i'm verbally <laughs> abusive you know and you talk about perceptions and how do you deal with misperceptions in those situations and what the hell would it take for you to maybe not even care about what an ex says or what an ex goes dogging you out. Hey, welcome. We have some new people joining us. What's up? As people, <laughs> they're on chat as I'm expecting. <laughs> oh boy, as I'm expecting to um, answer. As I mentioned, um, the situation is when... Uh, People on chat, I'm not going to release your name uh, unless you give me permission tell me it's okay to do that. And it's usually first names only. I don't get into last names um, situations. But you look at, you know, what does it take to step away from getting bashed? What's it take to get away from, you know, the haters out there too? And, you know, it's funny because I hate politicians. But, you know, if someone wins, say, an election, they have 51% of the vote. Say that, right? Close election, whatever. 51% of the, uh, the votes, that means 49% of the people hate your guts. <laughs> and how do you deal with that situation? I know most politicians are narcissistic, arrogant. They don't care anyways. But there's a difference between 
not really caring and then, you know, not allowing people to suck you down to their level and their, you know, maybe their hatred and their misery. And what would it take that you just step away from that and, oh, yeah, so-and-so called you this. They called you this, Greg. They called you that. They called you this. And it gets to a point where, you know what, I don't even care, you know. If you're not giving me an opportunity or you're basing on somebody else that you don't even know, and maybe they don't even know me that well, why are you, I'm not even going to deal with that. Maybe it's part of me being cold (laughs) or maybe just not caring or confident enough to say, you know what, I'm human, I make mistakes, I get that, and I'll fess up to them, but I'm not going to buy into stuff that isn't true or is a misperception. One aspect, and I uh, mentioned, you know, I had a couple reviews, oh, God, it's probably been about three, four years ago, on, uh, now people are going to search, I think Yahoo, I can't remember, that was bashing me, um, saying, I mean, she was just ripping me apart because she um, did not get her way in a situation and uh, they were, you know, a lesbian couple, and she kept saying, you know, this and that about her ex, Greg, you need to, she wants to leave me, and she's mental and all this stuff. And the woman wasn't mental, and she was very, very desperate, uh, very desperate, very low self-esteem, uh, very, very extremely needy, and this other individual wanted to leave the relationship after a long time, 20-something years, and what happened was this other woman left, uh, wanted out, wanted to get out, trying to find the perfect time in all this situation. So the one that was very desperate wanted to hold on to the relationship, even though the other one wasn't happy. All of a sudden left, and I got bashed on a review because she did not get her way. She did not, um, you know, her lover did not stay was happier without her and all this stuff, so I took the hit, and I get that. I understand that. But you have to look at perceptions, and because you might not get your way and it might not work out in the way you want doesn't mean I suck. It doesn't mean that that other person is a bad person or incompetent because you don't get your way. So there's, I mean, you get haters all over the place, you know, and, you know, a couple in a situation, they get divorced, Greg didn't save us, Therefore, and the one comes in, and they they're out, man. They're they're done. They want to be done and out with the relationship, no matter what. And all of a sudden, you know, the ther- not just me, maybe other, you know, very competent or you know, very good therapists. It doesn't work out, and all of a sudden they bash him because all of a sudden you didn't make, <laughs> you did not make my husband, you did not make my girlfriend, you did not make my partner fall back in love with me. Now, well, like, I thought that was your job. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it's a miscommunication. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, being a smart, you're right. But that's what they think. Yeah. Part of it is there's a misconception. But if one person is done, completely done, it doesn't matter if I'm Houdini or whatever. It's not gonna happen. And you know, you try to make it amicable, and I try to build up both their self esteem, you know, self worth, even if they're not in a relationship and that's you've heard me say this on numerous shows ab you know why would you want to be with someone that doesn't want to be with you and why would you want to have sex with somebody that doesn't have sex i've said it a hundred times and you know it's sort of trying to get them build their self-esteem and look at yeah i deserve to be with someone that wants to be with me and some people are just needy very um what's the word i want to look for 
I can't even think right now. Do, 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 do. Ah, dependent. There we go. Ah, <laughs> Sorry, I had a brain fart. Uh, you know, they almost have like a dependent personality. You know, it could be dependent personality disorder, dependent personality, where they always, you know, oh, my God, to feel alive. No matter if they're miserable, no matter if their partner's miserable, being with them, they don't care. It's like, oh, my God, you got to stay with me. you got to stay with me. What am I going to do? And they, they'll manipulate you. You know, they'll throw guilt trips on that. And I try to help build them up their confidence. And, you know, if the relationship don't work, all of a sudden it's Greg's fault. And I get it. I understand. I They're not getting their way. I get it. It's almost like you're dealing with a, what do I want to say, spoiled, selfish, hmm, insecure. I'll, I'd like that better. <laughs> or I got to be, oh, uh, uh, yeah, I'll, you know insecure aspect that they don't have enough self-insight not everybody's like that but there are some people out there and they will bash um whatever say you go buy a brand new car and the thing's a lemon and all of a sudden you think it's a salesman's fault (laughs) you know that sold you that car we all do i probably done it too and all of a sudden you know it came from the manufacturer they're you know it's they're the middle person if you will and they're selling you the car, and all of a sudden, you sold me this guy, and it's like a brand-new car, and the salesman didn't do nothing with it. Used car, that's different. <laughs> but you're looking at the situation, and, you know, you have to look at the source. And a lot of people, unfortunately, are looking for somebody to blame. And it could be, you know, with bashers and haters. It could be they're blaming friends. Oh, your friends didn't like me. That's why we broke up. Your parents, your family, your sister, brother didn't like me. That's why we had problems. That's why we broke up. Now, if there is a situation where a family is very enmeshed and all of a sudden you have family members coming over every freaking single day and intruding in your life and you don't have your on your wife or husband you know what i this needs to stop oh what you don't like my family no this isn't it and all of a sudden that person just can't take it anymore because it's like i married everything else i, I wanted our own home i, I didn't want freaking everybody over every day like we're meshed and the other one person's okay with that and you and you're like i'm done awesome oh yeah you didn't love my family they start bashing they were cold they weren't social they didn't like my family that's why they ended up and it's like oh my god you need to look at yourself and the situation what are you causing and what are you doing to the situation and one thing about me matter of fact i just i saw um a couple new clients today and one gentleman, I, I, tell, I tell him, tell everybody, you know, I'm, if some people don't feel safe or if, you know, speaking with me or whatever, you know, in session, if they don't feel safe, if they don't feel comfortable, that's my fault. And I, I will take the hit. And if some, say, couples, whatever, they're not progressing, they're not getting better, they're not feeling better, individuals, say, grief, loss, you know, anxiety, stress, whatever. Um, a trauma, if they're not feeling better, I'm the first one I want to look at and say, what am I missing? What am I not doing? And I want people, even though you get bashed or get, you know, the haters going to hate, I want you to look at yourself and try to look, you know, what, did I really do this? Could I handle this different? You learn. You be a better person. Don't get sucked into the tit for tat. Oh, yeah, well, you did this. Well, you did that. You did. And we sort of ran into that on the show, <laughs> on the chat last um, last Wednesday, Ab, didn't we? Yeah. 
Did you ever uh, run into a situation like that where uh, an ex was bashing you? Never, right? You're kidding me, right? <laughs> Let me see. I I I've, I had it posted on my page once. It was my cover photo. Uh, it was a I got cover a, photo? I got oh. a badge made uh, online. I forget who the company, but it said, it was embroidered. It said horse face. And I had it what? put on my nickname. One of my exes, my most recent ex, gave me was horse face. Yeah. Women, see, the thing is, is that. You? Horse yeah, face. Yeah. I get a, <laughs> when women uh, don't like me, they go for the gusto. I they hear really, you. They really try to go for it. The problem is, is, I guess it makes them go even harder on me. is because I've heard pretty much every insult from women there is. So there's not much <laughs> that they can do or say to upset me. So I guess they just get frustrated that they're not making me break. I'm like, oh, sorry, hon. Like, first off, I've been rejected by like 10,000 of y'all already. Secondly, I've heard every single one of these insults before, and 75% of them aren't true, so <laughs> the other quarter I have. Yeah, I can't we're, do, we're human. I can't do shit about no, it. No, you <laughs> can't, so you don't worry about it, right? You're right. <laughs> no, we all have issues, and uh, oh, no matter what the topic is, you know, we talk about, please, feel free if, you know, you go on chat, uh, you can throw out questions. I'm all about, you know, questions, helping you not only with relationships, but maybe your own personal growth and personal lives as well. Throw out questions on me in live chat. You, as always, give us a call here, 313-462-0107. So I'm all about, like I said, I'm all about, you know, self-insight and looking at, you know, what is going on to improve you and was I doing a situation? And it, it cracked me up in one, at the beginning of the show, I was mentioning about, you know, freaking, uh, I was getting rid of a relationship. She went ahead and got a hold of an ex when she was going to be an ex, too, and wanted to justify. Did, uh, and she was, you know, did Greg ever lie to you? Was Greg this? Was that? And she, what? No, he never lied to me. He was always up front, always straight with me, and it pissed her off. <laughs> and an ex didn't lie to me. You know, ex, she would, you were thinking if you talk to an ex, they're going to bash you. They're going to belittle you they're going to rip you apart and all this stuff and oh my god they're gonna we're gonna suck right into our misery and freaking bash each other and when the other one doesn't do that it's like shit what do you do now Mm -hmm, exactly you know substantiating the opposite of what you feel or what you think just because you don't get the answers you want to hear you don't get the results you want and all of a sudden you end up bashing you end up being ridiculed um, and I think, I don't know if it's our society, because let's face it, you know, sports teams, right? Um, the Lions don't know. <laughs> and the Tigers right now, everybody is the armchair coach, right? Or the backseat driver, whatever you want to say. And when you're in a relationship and your emotions are at stake, then what do you do? You try to self-preserve, but a lot of people do it in a very, very bad way very very manipulative negative manner and they'll start bashing you start hating you so my recommendation you know what do you do to try to handle this situation is you know do not spaz out you know how many people oh my god i can't believe they said that and all of a sudden instead of the other person looking like an ass (laughs) you're looking like an ass because you're acting like a child how you do it when somebody gets a reaction out of you, maybe they're doing it, whatever, because, right, when a lot of times when couples 
one wants to argue and fight and the other one doesn't, what starts happening? What will start happening is that person will try to goat you into an argument more. Because, right, if you don't fight, you don't argue back, all of a sudden you don't care. That's what they're thinking. You don't care whatever. So all of a sudden they still care. I'm going to bash him. I'm going to dog him or her out, call her a slot of whore. Oh, my God, she was this, she was that, he was this, he was that. And all of a sudden, they want to goat you into that argument because they know if you still get pissed and you argue back and forth, you still care. It's a sick, twisted way the human nature works. But if you don't care, what are they going to do? Can you argue and talk back to someone that isn't going to talk back with you? And what would it take for you to sort of release, you know, that power that person has over you that is bashing you, that is, you know, talking smack about you. You know, you we've all had school, you know, high school teachers or whatever that, you know, some people couldn't stand and other people loved, right? <laughs> and, you know, everyone, you know, everyone's got an opinion, but why does it why does it seem to irk us the most when it's about an ex? What does it what is it about an ex? Hmm. that tends to just, when they start bashing us and ridiculing us, or they try to make us look bad, what is it? Is it our ego, our pride at stake? Why do we care, Ab? Do you care? I used to. I'm too old to yeah, now. I do too. And like I said, you know, years of the ridicule is now just, I'm almost you're, completely apathetic. You're numb to it, like no I'm big super deal. Super numb. Good. And I remember, oh, my God, for years, and it took me a long time to grow and mature. Yes, I was a little immature. Now I'm a lot immature. You look at, you know, when I went through, yeah, relationship, everyone, you know, most people know I'm divorced. And, you know, went through that. We went through years, and it was just pathetic. Um, It was sad. You know, daughter and stuff, you know, we hated each other. And, um, yeah, that's not an understatement either. And the bashing and ridicule, it was like, oh, my God, freaking lying and all this stuff going back. And um, it was like, why are you doing this? And I needed, why am I allowing myself to get sucked into this? Why am I allowing myself? And I, I looked at myself, and it's like, okay, she's playing the victim role. I'm playing the victim role. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is pathetic. Why am I doing this? I know why, because my self-esteem was in the toilet. I hated myself. I was a measly little freaking peon, insecure little bitch. There we go. <laughs> okay, you you weren't supposed to be talking about my life story like no. I'm talking. That's mine, man. Oh crap! You, what, that that's yours too, Ab. Oh, hit totally, it up. Totally, totally. Yeah, and it was sad, and that was you know a long time ago in my. Uh, that was in my early twenties. Uh, hey. We got a dude on. Exes usually use info that we trusted them with against us. That's why it hurts more. Uh, hey, Greg. Greg. Sh- oh, thanks, Andre. Welcome. Is that, our, I think is that, is that our? I think that's our I boy. I think that's our boy, Andre. Right? Oh, wait. No, maybe not. I'm looking at the profile picture. Maybe not. No? <laughs> you don't think so? I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to tell. You don't, don't think don't. so? Hey, what? Th- I appreciate it, Andre. What's... uh? Um, I agree, you know, exes usually use info that we trusted them against us. And I, I'm, that's a great point because a lot of times when we're vulnerable, um, I, t- I tell couples all the time, when we feel safe with 
one another. And we want to feel safe with each other. And you want to look at, you know, you tell stuff. You, your hurts, your traumas. You know, maybe you were raped and you didn't tell anybody, you know, before. And all of a sudden you tell that to your husband, boyfriend that you never told before. Or maybe you were a guy and you got molested and you tell that to a girlfriend. All of a sudden that info gets all out in the open oh my god yeah he's the you know he he's fucked up because he was molested and it's like oh my god Andre you brought up a very very good point and you look at what would it take for you you know for people out there listening and everything to look at the situation even though maybe bad stuff traumas like that I'm just using this as an example um, I'm thinking you know couples they'll throw yeah you told this I'm messed up because this happened to me. And it's like, oh, my God, why would you do that for one thing? But we know exes are exes for a reason. And they that's a thing that might happen. They might use that inf- info against us and use that hurtful stuff to hurt us and make us look like we are bad. Because something bad happened to us, like you said, Andre, you know, we entrusted them and us, and they're using it against us. What would it take for us to say, you know what, yeah, it did, but I'm still cool, and that wasn't me. We broke up not because I was molested, not because you know, whatever happened to me. Um, we broke up because it just didn't work out. Now, do you have to go into a rant and rave and start bashing them? Oh, yeah, well, we, she did this. He did that. He was this. That's why I did it. Why do you have to go and try to justify your every essence of who you are because of an ex? And how many times have we done that? How many times... In that situation, have we tried to justify and almost sell ourselves based on somebody else's opinion that is just an opinion? It's it's a perception. It doesn't make it accurate. But a lot of times it hurts us because maybe we're in a situation where our self-esteem sucks. It's down in the toilet. And all of a sudden, oh, my God, we've got to fight for ourselves and make sure nobody, you know, thinks bad about us. No one thinks that we're this, we're human, we did that. And... Yeah, it's very difficult. And that's where I want to say, yeah, it was Melissa, but that's not why we did this. That's not why it just didn't work out. And how many situations do you always look at a situation in a couple, even with couples that, you know, like I said, I, I deal with one, you know, too many couples throughout the years that come in, Greg, I, I only want one session. And I'm like, huh? Well, I get that. Okay. I work fast, but maybe not that fast. And, no, Greg, you don't understand. I want to end it. I want to get out of this relationship. I want a divorce. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, I'm used to it. Probably first time years and years ago I heard this. I'm like, damn, (laughs) this goes against my ethics, you know. But I get it. I understand that they want a safe place to do it and try to ease the emotional tension and emotional pain um, of covering it. So, when that happens, it's like, oh, my God, the hurt, the anguish, all that stuff starts coming out. And guess what happens? The blame game, right? We need to, usually bashers and haters, they they want to blame everybody else. They want to blame somebody for their misfortunes. They want to blame, oh, my God, for their hurt, their broken heart, their whatever. I get it. And there's people, really good people out there, they get their hearts crushed. I get it. And sometimes it has nothing to do with them. Maybe it's the other person that crushed them, and all of a sudden they want to bat. I did everything perfect. I was a perfect wife. I was a perfect husband. All this stuff. And 
they want to bash. You know, you some people when you get in a situation, relationships, and they end, divorce, breakup, and because someone cheated, they cheated. They're a dog. They're this. But the one playing the victim role, what'll happen is they won't tell why they cheated, why the other person cheated, other than they're a dick or they're a bitch or they're whore or whatever. But they won't look at their role. And that's what sort of, in my situation, I'm going to look at, why did they cheat on you? Was it because you were anti-sexual? Oh, wait. That's one word you threw up at me, right, Ab? Well, a long I time was. ago. <laughs> I, I was. I was. You know, that's the funny thing, though. That wasn't the reason why I was getting rejected by women. If anything, that was the byproduct of getting rejected by all <laughs> that, that was a byproduct, yeah. Now I'm not anti-sexual anymore. But you look at, you know, the situation, you know, and everyone wants to, not everyone, most people want to play the victim. And I think the more self-confident, more mature individuals out there, they won't fall into that or allow themselves to fall into that. You know, why did your, they cheated on me, they're a dog, they're this, and all of a sudden they're a cheater, whatever. But you won't say they cheated on you because you were cold, uncaring, treated them like a just a paycheck, didn't want to have sex with them, and maybe they tried to love you, whatever, and whatever they did was always wrong in your eyes, and all of a sudden someone spoke to them Made them feel important. All of a sudden, stuff happens. Like I said, I don't condone or excuse it. Now, you're playing the victim role because someone cheated on you. and But you're not looking at your role in that. Oh, my God, my poor, feel sorry for me. Oh, my God, and all your friends, all your family. Yeah, he's a dog or she's a slut. I can't believe she did that to him. He's a great guy, and he's looking at maybe he didn't make her feel loved, appreciated, important. So you need to look on that. Boy, Andre, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate your... Uh, your comment, too, it just got me spinning all over the place on that aspect about axes and stru- uh, stuff. And I agree. You know, we be vulnerable. And I think that's where a lot of people, when you get burnt and some things get thrown in our face that we entrust to people and they become our ex, you know, it, it's difficult. And it, it's My advice is you just not suck it up but just realize, you know what, yeah, I did go through that. It might be, it's embarrassing, whatever, but you know what, that is, my past is not me. This is me now, and that did not affect me. You know, they're trying to use weapons against me. You know what, whatever, and you could just do that. What would it take for you to get in a situation where, you know, you act, not only act, but you feel it's not a big deal. That you, you know, it really isn't a big deal and you, whatever, I, you know, I could care less, that's their opinion. And you walk away from it and don't get goaded or sucked into a situation that, you know what, you, you need to step. I don't even care. What would it take? You know what, they, they have no power over me. Let them run their mouth, whatever. If it makes them feel better playing the poor victim role, let somebody else <laughs> be in that situation, deal with it. You're not going to deal with that anymore, okay? And that is, that. it's a huge, I'm not saying it's easy to do, but this is where I want you to look at yourself and say, okay, you know what? They're bashing me for, yeah, maybe I did do this. And maybe, you know, yeah, I made mistakes. We all make mistakes. We're all human. But, you know what? I'm not bashing. I'm not going to get into that 
manipulative little childish game about bashing back and forth, man. My time's too important. It just makes me look like an ass. So I'm going to take a step and, you know what, just step right out of that. That's why, you know, X's, you know, you block off Facebook. You, you know, you do damage control. And I hate to say that, but, I mean, block them off Facebook and all this stuff and uh, block their number but <laughs> you know do you do damage control yeah you're just doing it to cover up what you really are you're an ass you're a bitch and all this stuff and no that's not it at all you look at the situation where you know what i'm not even i don't want this drama anymore and i am not going to get sucked into it like a lot of other people they do and it's almost it turns into a patent place in a reality TV show, but the reality TV show is not scripted. It's your life. And, you know, bachelors are going to hate you. And this could, you know, in the music industry, you know, we mentioned, you know, some people love you, some people hate you. You know, teachers, student, I'm a teacher too. A couple college classes helping pay the bills. <laughs> and, you know, you're going to have people that, I tell people, if you have everybody that loves you and likes you, you're doing something wrong. Typically, you are not standing for too much. So that is going to, you know, think about that for a little bit. If you stand and you give in to everybody um, and do what everybody else wants and likes, man, you're losing yourself. You're not being true to yourself. And part of going against or trying to protect, if you will, or sort of damage control against bashers and haters is maybe by not doing anything act like you don't even care and would you be able to do that what would it take to do that and we all know exes especially if we have kids Ooh. and also the kid what will they do they will bash you to the front of the court right what happens if they start bashing you to their kid and this is a sad pathetic, and I can't tell you how many times. That's one reason I got a disclosure now in my uh, when I see clients. I've been on the witness stand more times than not about this situation, and it, it's like, oh my god, it, it's pathetic. Go ahead, Ab. I was just going to say that's actually my reason for um, <clears throat> not having kids. It's a big one. <laughs> it's like just in case because you never know what will happen in I a situation. I thought you had to have sex to have kids, didn't you? Well, not anymore. Reason number one. You could squirt in a jar. Well, and... that, that was reason. <laughs> no. That was reason one. But right. reason like number, I agree. Reason number six why, because I have a long list. Uh, reason number six why I don't is because of that. You don't know what happens in a situation. And, yeah, what if you get into a, a, the case where, you know, uh, the, your child's mother is just bad-mouthing you or, you know, your child's Absolutely. father is bad-mouthing you. The Absolutely. It happens either way. And, and I've seen that happen, and that oh. child can grow up to hate the other person. And yes. Even when it's not true. I agree. Which I've also seen. So, yeah, no. it's, it's not a good situation. I've dealt with uh, hundreds of kids literally hundreds oh god probably thousand kids over the years and that's one big reason i don't uh deal with kids anymore it's not the kids it was the parents uh being on the witness stand uh in court and uh you know so they want you to pick the better parent and you're not you know you're it's like really i'm not in your family i'm not in your home i'm not really spending a lot of time with the kids and all this situation and i always get that i always tell my fiance to not be a people pleaser since that is what she was taught. And I, I agree, you know, a people pleaser, you got to stand up for yourself, whatever. But you also got to look at the situation. There's a difference between being a dick and a bitch and not caring 
you know, and some people, I don't care what anyone says, you know what, um, there's a difference between being sticking up for yourself and not being a people pleaser and then being an ass too. So there's a huge situation where you need to look at the situation that, you know, look at yourself. A lot of people have a hard time looking at themselves and looking at the situation. Again, they want to, when it comes into bashing and blaming, they want to throw, fall into that victim role. And with kids, oh my God, it's, I still deal with it indirectly with, you know, people coming to me, individuals, you know, after a divorce or situation, Greg, oh my God, my ex is turning the kids against me, saying this, saying that. And it's, it's very difficult. And what I, you know, what I tell them in the situation, they'll go to the front of the court, they'll lie, and they're lying. And you're like, your freaking jaws hitting the floor. And you're like, what? <laughs> you know, where this co- stuff is coming from. And it's like they, you know, they want to play the victim role to get their, get their way across. And it's almost like the one that lies the better, you know, right? Lies the best, gets their way, and it's sad and it's pathetic. And it only damages the kids. It can damage your reputation. It's like the same situation of, you know, say someone lied and said you sexually abused their kid and you're dating them. And they hate you, and you're breaking up with them. All of a sudden, you're getting cops knocking on your door, and and now I'm scaring everybody away from relationships or dating. <laughs> it, you know, because you break their heart, and all of a sudden they they you know, oh yeah, you molested my daughter, my son, my whatever, right? And you're like, what? What the hell is going on? All of a sudden, you have CPS, the cops, and it's a dangerous situation out there. And people need to sort of suck it up and look at because you don't get your way us on you you got some real huge issues if you are playing with people's lives because they don't want to be with you you have some serious serious issues and a lot of them are um dependent issues maybe depression going on i'm not using that as an excuse but when you bash somebody for not wanting to be with you i get you can bash them if they're you know, they're an abuser. They beat the crap out of you. And, you know, I get that aspect. But you need to look at people that aren't really that bad. We're all human. I get that. But if they just don't want to be with you anymore, you know, they're not in love with you, or maybe it just didn't work out, why does there have to be a blame game? And that's what I try to help couples with and individuals all the time is looking at, you know, what happens if it didn't work? We're so afraid of failing. We're so afraid of if we fail and, you know, all of a sudden you turn into a hater or basher because I'm not the one that failed. It's all his fault. It's all her fault. And you want to be the winner, the victim. And it's like, you know what, that's childish and you just need to go about your life. You know what, it just didn't work out. Why does there have to be a freaking cause of a blame situation because that makes me feel like a better person that makes me look more of a man more of a woman more of a good person more whatever and it's like what immaturity level does it take for you to get in that situation um you know i did this i did that i did this for them that happens too you ever had that happen Ab? yes <laughs> i've done this i've done that whatever and oh my god they left me they whatever it's like well what did they do for you not a damn thing not really <laughs> <laughs> and there are situations like that don't get me wrong but um for whatever reason everyone not everyone most people i call them you know maybe immature or maybe highly emotional might be more accurate 
where they just need to feel like they are the ones that, you know what, are have the halos on their head and uh, they want the forklift given to the other person that hurt them and chastised them. Why don't we take a breather? Um, I'm going to sort of rest my voice a little bit, and I need to go to the little boy's room. How, how <laughs> about that to announce that on air? I don't care. Yeah, I got to pee. Everybody's human. We all pee, right? <laughs> this is the art. Oh, yeah. No, no, God, now you're going to make me want to pee even more. <laughs> Andre, thanks again. Uh, man, thanks for tuning in and uh, the great comments, too. Appreciate it. Uh, we will be back shortly at the Art of Relationships radio show from the studios of Raw Radio X in Detroit City. Stay tuned. Be right back. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. She has hand-painted, uh, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shay on Facebook.
Sorry, this is uh, Greg Dzinski, a.k.a. Ma- what was that? Was that the remix? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> that was a remix, yeah. My little uh, girly, uh, my manly voice. Wow. Uh, <laughs> my manly voice. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. 
anyways, this is uh, Greg Dzinski, licensed professional counselor, relationship and sex specialist, here coming from rawradiox.com in Detroit City, and uh, aka Master G. And we're talking about, you know, bashers and haters, and it's, uh, you know, it's very difficult when we have somebody, you know, when we break up with them usually that's you know what happens or someone you know we break up with them we get bashers and also maybe if somebody breaks up with you you become the basher and i want to look at you know the situation is what happens when you are um you know someone breaks up with you what is causing you to start bashing them and all this stuff do you want to play the victim role do you want sympathy attention or what is the situation? I'd love to hear people on chat or even call in. If you were the one that was bashing the ex and you sort of lost your mind, I did a show, oh boy, long time ago um, on that, that if you were a breakup made you the psycho, <laughs> made you the crazy person that went nuts and, you know, you were the stalker, you were the situation, you know, you would always bug them, call, try to blow up their phone, not literally, but, you know, text messages, whatever. And they had to block you. Uh, I'd love to hear from you or even in chat if you're listening to show on the mobile device app on uh, Arda Relationships Radio Show or on Spreaker. And you can, as always, give us a call at 313-462-0107. And we're looking to hit an individual on Facebook. Uh, I'm not going to mention names that uh, out of confidentiality and stuff that messaged me uh, just during the break and mentioned she had an ex recently. She had to, you know, kick off. Uh, I, I'm all, like I said, about blocking all this stuff. When an ex starts, you know, they bash you, starts ridiculing, ripping on you. And all of a sudden, when they cross the line and they end up showing at your workplace, they show up, you know, maybe where you hang out, where you work. That is grounds for freaking stalking. And I'm not talking about, you know, bashers and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, you know, stalking. When you're getting stalked, do you look at that as a compliment? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Depends on who's stalking. I know. Me. That's why you first – I said, what's the difference, what's the difference uh, between a stalker and a potential lover if they're hot or not? No. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Yeah, it might be. No. <laughs> no, they're just whacked. But you look at you now situation that gets in a scary situation, you know, getting away, you know, the basher and hater, and that's usually verbal, and they're bashing, they're looking for everybody to, you know, they want to cry on everybody's shoulder to look at, I'm the poor victim, I'm poor me, poor me, and that's usually what happens. But when you're looking at like the individual on uh, that private message me on Facebook, that you look at those situations where you are, you know stalking situations when they show up at your place of work and you know they try to do that situation you might i'm gonna advise this not that it really helps with anything it might you need to get a ppo uh you know you need to tell them in a ppo i know it's a piece of paper i've heard this from numerous police agencies <clears throat> excuse me yeah it's a piece of paper or whatever but at least you have something on record and Having a personal protection order, that can affect people's jobs. It can affect if they go into certain career fields and all of a sudden they have a personal protection order that's on the books. 
that can be a huge deterrent. I'm not saying, you know, if somebody really wanted to come after, not to spook anybody, but a piece of paper ain't going to do nothing. But at least you have that. It, it can be a pain in the ass. But when you're talking about a stalker situation, you might have to take every step and form, you know, the authorities. Uh, form that and then go to whatever county you reside in, Wayne County, you know, Macomb, Oakland, whatever, uh, Tri-County area, you need to go to... Um, the court and ask about a PPO and I know Macomb County it is um, typically oh crap turning point I had to think of it uh, turning point um, situation I forget the name of it but it's a uh, oh turning point victims rights that's what it is at uh, Macomb County uh, Court uh, Main Street Mount Clements you go in there um, and they'll help you fill out the personal protection order and all this stuff. Now, they can come in. They have a right to say, no, I'm not doing anything. I don't want that. But if you get proof, and I tell people, you know, get if you have text messages, if you didn't block them, whatever, and they're showing up, you even take pictures of the camera phone, um, it sounds childish, but I want you to be prepared so you can put those uh, individual, <laughs> individuals, those individuals, <laughs> um, sort of, people that might be a threat to you um you need to protect yourself so i'm all about that okay and uh you know go to wayne county check with you know depending what area you live in you know wayne county usually personal protection orders they're done by the county you reside in not necessarily the city but they can direct you so you know wayne county residents get a hold of wayne county courts um and go from there, victims' rights, victims' advocate groups will help you fill those out so you need to protect your ass and be safe, okay? That's when you're going from the difference between bashers and haters and all this stuff. And what is the difference between, I'm not an attorney either, when it comes to slander? And what about haters and bashers? And it can affect your career, your job. You're someone's or what about if you have a coworker and they start bashing you, there's a promotion and they want that promotion and they know you want that promotion. And all of a sudden, your best friend, you're working and all of a sudden they start bashing you to the bosses and all this stuff. Ooh, how would you handle that, Av? I wouldn't punch him in the dick. No, because no, <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not the type of I'm not a violent person uh, at first. Uh, I'd probably just I'm I'm really petty, so I'd look for any type <laughs> I'm of, really petty any type of financial <laughs> retribution I could find. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? I do that first before I go for the violent stuff. Yeah, you know what? That's uh, you know, if they go after and they jeopardize your livelihood, um, you know, I had uh, I shouldn't give legal, yeah, um, you know, individual whatever they when they come after you and they try to bash you and they try to whatever and they have no substantiation. And it's slander and all this stuff. People can <laughs> definitely punch them in the dick. <laughs> on the individual on chat. But you look at the situation, um, you know, if they slander and it causes you financial loss due to a business and it's slander and it's untruth. And if they are a homeowner or even where they reside, you might be able to go after their homeowner's insurance. Do you know that? And wow. Well, yeah, I was told that by an attorney, actually, not too long ago, um, that you possibly can go. There has to be proof that you lost income due to that or potential promotions or, you know, 
that aspect or you're a business, uh, maybe a service industry, and you lost clients and didn't because of that slanderous comments or, you know, them lying. But you can go after their homeowners, people. Uh, so that's secondhand. Well, actually, that came from an attorney themselves. But like I said, I'm not in attorney. So go after, hey, Princess Fu, welcome. Hey, Fu, how you, you know doing? You know what? I, I was getting uh, I was getting uh, lonely and bored, and uh, I was turning into an antisexual until you showed up. So that's good. He was turning into me. That's, <laughs> that's never good. The old Av, not the new Av. The new the new Av is a freaking kinkmeister. Oh, thanks, Av. Are you touching my thing? Yes. Oh, sweet Av. Oh, tighter. T- oh no, that. <laughs> Oh, my God, it was hanging low, see? See, Av even recognized I was anti-sexual. Thanks, Av. Oh, my God, I can hear myself better. <laughs> Thanks, Av, I appreciate that. Thanks for getting me up. <laughs> it's, what we, it's what we do. Team, <laughs> teamwork, right? Teamwork. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that is Beans terrible. and Franks, beans and Franks. And <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> oh, but it's funnier in hell. It yeah, is. that's it funny. <laughs> Get me up all excited now. Once you go, oh, anyways, Av's got a girlfriend. Don't listen to this. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I almost said her name, Av. I won't. No, <laughs> I won't do that. But they uh, almost said her. He's going to say, oh, my God, I, I'm involved with a bisexual, and I didn't even. No, no, no. I'm I'm 200% lesbian. I'm not into Av's all yours, baby. No. <laughs> but she, you know, she knows that. Oh, I know. I know. Isn't young love? Precious, make me make me puke. No, makes me puke. You're talking about me. Oh no, not at all. Um, you look at you know look at the situation um, with the bashers and haters. Getting back on that, I talk you know wanted to talk about because of the individual. Like I said, you know you can you know hit me up on chat. Give us a call three one three four six two zero one zero seven and. You have a question about relationships, um, anything, maybe how to handle a relative that is maybe overstepping their boundaries and all this stuff, and that gets to be uh, very difficult as well. And, you know, give us a call. It doesn't always have to be, you know, on topic. The show is wide open. It's for you uh, to help you out with any uh, questions that you have other than legal advice I can't give. Um I'm not an attorney. <laughs> so uh, give us a call. Join us on chat if you're on that, on the Art of Relationship Radio Show's own app device. <clears throat> Excuse me. or at Spreaker.com. You can also listen to the show at RawRadioX.com. And the number, again, is 313-462-0107. Now, what happens, you know, with the bashers and haters, and what happens if they happen to be a family member. Oh my God! Say, how many people have been in a situation? I I come from. I'm on my. I would say my maternal side of the family. My mom's side of the family. I am the oldest out of. Don't get me. I'm going to get this wrong. Thirty-eight grandkids. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah, they had eleven kids in the family. I'm the oldest. Out, I want to say thirty-eight grandkids, and there's even more. More than that, great-grandkids, I think by about 10 more. I lose count. 
but um, you know, a big family. So you know, you have a big family. There's always peace and tranquility. <laughs> no, there isn't. And you always have you know situations where you know people bash one another, siblings. And I remember my grandmother would always, oh my god, oh my god, I hate seeing my kids fight and all this stuff. And they're adults, right? And she would try to intervene and force it, and it would make it worse. You know, and you sit in a situation. What happens if you have? family members out there that bash you, right? No families do that. No families, no siblings fight and bash each other. You know, my brother's a dick. My da, 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 da. I'm not even talking to them. I'm not even talking to them. And then somebody looks at you, oh my God, you don't even get along with your family. You don't even get along with your sister, whatever. What is wrong with you? <gasps> what? You shouldn't share your relationship business with family. I agree. I totally agree with that. Oh, totally. I do too. Absolutely, fool. You've heard In me. Fact, I hate to say it, but even more so sometimes with family. Absolutely. Uh, and I've learned that the hard way multiple times. So, I, yeah. I, you're right, fool. And you've heard me. You must have got that information from me, fool. <laughs> I mentioned that you know quite a few times over you know over the year, um, you know being on the air and stuff and on blog, Facebook, you. The more you bring into your or share your stuff, the more difficult it's going to be because it's going to create more bashing. It's going to create more negativity when, you know, against, say, your partner, your lover, your husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's going to create more negativity and it's going to create more animosity and you're going to feel more ostracized and you might feel ostracized, you know, if your, say, husband or partner's, uh, you know, family, I only bother Greg all the time. Oh, my God, ain't that the truth? And I love it, foo. I love the attention. I'm an attention whore. No. <laughs> you look at the situation, though, with, you know, families. I'm talking, you know, don't share information, but I'm talking what happens if, um, you know, you have a sibling, right? You have a sibling. All of a sudden, they badmouth you. They bash you. Or maybe are you the one that's bashing a sibling, Say you have a sibling that has a drug problem Ooh, or alcoholic. Oh, yeah, that's my druggy, whatever. They're a loser. They're this. They're that. How many people have been in that situation where you're the one bashing their sibling? And they're a loser. They're no good. They're, oh, my God, they're 40 years old and working at McDonald's flipping fries. They're this. They're that. <clears throat> um, or if you've had a relative that's been in prison. Ooh. Oh, my God, we don't talk to them because I don't want to associate with you no more because that's going to make me look like shit, right? Oh, my God, I can't let them know they're my sibling. They're my, <clears throat> oh, my God, my voice. Me talking so deep during the, after coming back from the break, or I should say that high-pitched little mix. I, <laughs> <clears throat> I did. Excuse me, people. Sorry about the voice problems. Um, You look at the situation, you know, are you, why are you, bashing somebody else does it make you feel good does it make you feel better when you start doing it and if you stand around and it could be in a classroom anywhere you know counseling office with clients and all this stuff or you can just walk you know walking to you know when i teach i hear students i hear it's even pathetic i hear other teachers bashing and talking bad about other students and it's like, what is this, a freaking chalice? Like you're making fun and all this stuff? That it's very childish and very immature. And I, when I say that, it has nothing to do with age or profession. 
it happens all across the board when you look at, you know, what makes you bash somebody else? What makes you, is it maybe just human nature that we just want to talk bad? And, you know, we tend, what's the news all focused on negative stuff? So, you know, doesn't make us feel better and sort of livens us up and puts us on a pedestal when we start bashing other people or bashing our ex? Or what about a sibling? I want to know how many people out there have been, maybe they've been the one being bashed by a sibling. Give us a call, 313-462-0107, and give us a live chat. Business do that with three customers. Oh, businesses do that with their customers. Ooh, I got to hear this, foo. And yeah, I do. You have, or have you, how many people have ever been around nurses in a nursing station? Ooh, <laughs> uh, now people's not going to go to the doctor anymore or go in the hospital. When they sit there and they'll bash about, oh my God, this little miss, whatever, mister, whatever, what a pain in the ass. I don't want it. Oh my God, she complains, he complains, oh my God. And it might be true, but it is, it is a learned behavior. Do you think, hey, Melissa, welcome. Welcome to the Art of Relationships radio show again. Um, isn't it, oh, isn't it a learned behavior? I, Melissa, I think it can be a learned behavior, but I also think, it, I don't know, I think a lot of it has to do with self-esteem in a situation where people need to learn, I, I just, it's almost like a defense mechanism, if you will, if that makes sense, a defense mechanism that we don't want to be bashed, we don't want to, you know, whatever, we'd rather bash, be ridiculed. It could be a learned behavior because of, uh, negative connotation, negative attention, you know, in the media and the news agencies and everything that they tend to, you know, it's very rare you see good stuff on uh, radio. Hey, you won't see any good stuff on the radio because it's on the radio. Get it? You only see stuff on TV. You only hear stuff, bad stuff on the radio. <laughs> I had to think about that for a minute. <clears throat> I was like, wait a minute, you don't see anything on the radio. But... Um, I think it could be, Melissa, learned behavior, of course. You know, when you get around, you know, you have a parent that just bashes anybody, um, you know, talks bad, negative, all that stuff. So I think it can, definitely can be learned. But I also think it's part of human nature and our insecurities that we need to, for whatever reason, you know, we need to look good. We need to always be right. We can't be. It's almost that thing about being embarrassed uh, how many people are so embarrassed? And when you go through a divorce, you go through a breakup, or you have a family member that isn't living up to the family expectations. Oh, boy. You know, all of a sudden, oh, we need to cut that association because we're brothers. We're brother and sister. Therefore, you know what? I, that's, yeah, we need to separate that so they know I'm better. I'm not like her. I'm not like him. And I think it's almost human nature that it's all part of embarrassment and what other people think. So I think it can be a combination of learned behavior, Melissa. And I think it's also part of people's insecurities and fear of embarrassment and being associated with being the blame of something or, you know, being the reason why someone breaks up with them. So we need to bash those individuals. And I hate people that bash, and I might... You know, I, I'm human too. I'm sure I've bashed and been in a situation before 
where I've been, you know, emotional. And I'm usually pretty easy going, pretty level key. I don't get, you know, upset. I'm pretty, I'm a smart ass. I'm joking around that aspect. But getting mad and getting bashed is, uh, that's usually not my style. But I, I'm sure I'm guilty of that. And I've been in that situation before. I have to admit, I'm human. Um, but I try not to. I, I, I don't want to get in that situation and, you know, who's to say, when someone's bashing you and hating on you, who's to say that they're right? And that's what I want you to look at. The more you try to argue with them or try to stick your ground, it's almost like you're trying to protect yourself. It's almost like you're arguing their point for you. See, see, I told them they're, they're crazy. Uh, you know, they're crazy. They broke up with me. They're angry. Yeah. See, look at they're getting mad now, right? <laughs> it's almost like you're proving them their point for you. I think you totally nailed it, foo. Hey, wait a minute. Are you speaking sexual to me again? <laughs> you think I nailed it? You wish. I know. <laughs> I know. Like I said, I'm anti-sexual. No. <laughs> what? What's What's the um, opposite of anti-sexual? Pro-sexual? <laughs> yes. N- nymphomania. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So you look at the situation and you need to, um, you know, look at if you are the one that's playing the victim role in the the bashing, you know, what are you getting out of it? What are you getting out of the situation to where, you know, you're playing the victim role, even with clients and situation that get, you know, they'll come into me, um, you know, as individuals, say they went, yeah, about as much as I am, Greg, what? You lost me. Oh, about you being a nympho or you being antisexual? Well, we know, foo, you ain't antisexual, that's for sure. Maybe the nymphomaniac. She'll have to clarify for us in a bit. <laughs> um, little play. This is the Art of Relationships Radio Show coming from rawradiox.com into... Oh, you are not antisexual. Coming from Detroit, sorry about that. You are not antisexual, foo. Not uh, I, think that, I think that's what she meant. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, holy shit. See how she spelled that? I think she's drunk. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, try to look at, you know, situation um, with clients. I, I will even say they come in, and I'm doing it to help them. I'm not doing it to be a jerk or insensitive, whatever. Um, like some people might think, but they'll come in and, you know, it could be second session and they're complaining. Oh my God, my ex cheated on me. They ran off with somebody else. Oh my God, what a jerk, what a loser, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and it gets to a point where I'll ask them, you know, how is that working for you? You know, how, how is that working for you? And, um, they'll say, what, what do you mean? I said, feeling sorry for yourself and they look at me like oh my god i can't believe he just asked me that and i you know me i'm i'm gonna i'm not shy i'm gonna ask you tough questions and you know is that serving you a purpose or is that why you're here so why does serving the victim role you know why is that why do you what purpose is that serving for you um does it make you feel like a better person does it make you feel like all the attention like relieve you of all the blame and, you know, we need, I want to help you get rid of that. And Andre, welcome back. Um, I have a buddy whose girlfriend at the time threatened suicide every time he tried to break up with her. He stayed about two months longer just so she wouldn't hurt herself 
touchy situation. You, you know what? I'll that, let you, go ahead, Evan. Then I'm going to handle that situation. Go ahead. I was just looking at that, and I'm thinking, um, I, I'm sorry, because I know from a you know, personal perspective yes. how that works, uh, not necessarily dealing with someone who has been like that, but being someone who is manic depressive uh, and being – who, someone who has dealt with depression and has been suicidal, I know how that is. However, I've never used that as a tool to keep someone around in a relationship. Um, so that sounds a little scumbaggish to me. If that were me, that person would have been dead because I'm sorry. How dare you? If I leave, like you're using that as, as something to make me stay. I, I, maybe it's just me being, you know, the inner East Side uh, asshole that I am. But again, also speaking as someone who's dealt with depression, deals with depression, right? You're using that against me. I'll be at your funeral. Thank you. It was it was nice, but no, 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 no. Thank you, Andre. Awesome situation. This is a big situation. Um, actually, this comes up, and I haven't talked about this in a long time. Uh, it's been a, actually a long time, so Andre, that's an awesome situation, Princess Fu. I know you mentioned, um, you know, jumped on Andre's comments, too, about if you have somebody that threatens suicide all the time, what I tell people, that is up to them. That And I know the guilt, and I, tell, I work with people in this situation. Oh, my God, I've been, Greg, what do I do? They threaten, he threatens to kill himself. He threatens to, you know, commit suicide. And I say, you know what, that is their decision, to make that is up to you that is not because of you and that is manipulation plain and simple that is manipulation and if they do decide to do it that is still their choice that is not your fault and i get it you know most people you know most of us you know people out there we're good-hearted we care and it would be miserable if we broke up with somebody and they killed themselves. I get it would be sickening. It would be very, very difficult. But I tell them that is manipulative behavior, manipulative controlling behavior, and that comes down. Why would you want to be with someone that want, doesn't want to be with you? And that's pathetic. And that's sort of that's going on the uh, dependent personality aspect I talk about. So in situations where they threaten suicide, if you break up with me, I'm going to kill myself and all this stuff. You need one. You know what? I'm calling nine one one right now. You, you know what? Don't don't even play with you know play with them. It's manipulation. You need to hold on to yourself and you say you know what? I'm calling nine one one. The cops are going to be on their way. You call nine one one. You don't play their bullshit manipulative game. You call nine one one their game, and you know what? And have the cops talk to them. Whatever EMS, they threaten this. Explain the situation, and call them out. Know what? If you did do this, that is on you. That is not on me. And you, as Avenue said, that is very dirty. It's very, it's plain, plain old manipulation. And when someone threatens that, you need to step away. And I usually tell you, you need to run away fast in those situations. If Avenue, how dare someone do that um, to try to get you to stay? Even, you know, it, it's pathetic. You know, it's very pathetic, and that individual has some, either, you know, they're playing games, which you need to get the hell away from anyways, but call the cops. Call 911 and say, you know what, I just broke up, and they threatened to kill themselves. They live, da-da-da-da-da, here they are. 
Um, or maybe they're calling and they're freaking outside in their car outside your door. Um, you know, and if they're out there, or I'm going to do, I'm right outside your door, I'm going to kill myself. Call 911, say, you know what, my ex just broke up and they're threatening to kill themselves. So don't play games. Turn the manipulation back around and don't get sucked into that situation. And I have to. You know, I have to, it's not easy. I, I know I sound matter of fact, just call 911, whatever. It's not. It rips at your heart. And if something did happen, um, and I, I've dealt in this situation before where, you know, numerous, numerous clients where they've broken up and all of a sudden the boyfriend, you know, or gets a divorce and the husband killed himself, boyfriend kills himself, the girlfriend or, you know, wife kills himself. Something else is going on. You know, something that, you know, emotionally unstable is happening. And that is not your fault to, you know, get, I know it sucks, it hurts, and all the guilt. And, you know, the guilt association and the feelings associated with that, they're real. I get it. But now we have to flip the script on, you know, that that's their decision. That is not you. They need to have power. You have to put that right back where it belongs. You need to put that power and that decision-making on them, okay? That is not you. And I know, Princess Fu, you mentioned my brother's girlfriend did that all the time and married her and is miserable. And you know what? I get that. And that's where you need to set boundaries. And this is when I talk about, and this is a perfect, perfect example, when you have to have self-respect and say, you know what? You know, I care if they do. That's up to them. That is on them. That is not on me. And I respect myself enough not to get freaking manipulated into that just because I got a big heart and I care. This And they don't care about my life? Think about this. They don't care that you're miserable. What does that say, right? They don't care you're miserable. It's all about them. That's very selfish, and I never speak about suicide as being, you know, as being selfish. And, you know, when I teach, you know, psychology of death and dying at a college, um, that I talk about, you know, I have a different twist on suicide most of the time. But when it comes to threatening suicide, when someone breaks up to you, um, that is selfish. That's manipulative behavior. You need to say, you know what? I respect myself enough not to do this. That's their decision. Whatever happens, you know what? I'm not going to get be a martyr and get sucked in to a miserable situation. And, foo, I'm sorry about your brother's girlfriend uh, or, you know, actually wife now, I guess. And uh, it's sad, but you need to have, you know, I'm going to say the cojones or the balls or I, no woman has balls, I hope, well, Anyways, <laughs> I'm not going to go in that situation, but have the guts and have the confidence enough to say, this is not about me. This is about them. They have emotional instability. If they threaten it, call 911. Don't play games and then be done with them. Then move the hell away, block your number, block them from Facebook, and get away from that situation because that definitely is... um. So, oh, okay, sorry, Ab. I thought maybe something <laughs> happened. Um, oh, no. Okay, sorry, Ab. Um, looking at the situation that uh, you need to get away from that quick and put the power back on that. The decision-making over that is not your choice. It's theirs. So get away from the manipulation. 
you know what, have self-respect to, you know what, not get sucked into that. You can, that doesn't mean you're cold and you, you're uncaring and you don't care. It's you sticking up for yourself, you caring for yourself, and, you know, doing what is healthy for you and happy for you. That's not being selfish. So, Andre, man, again, awesome, awesome, awesome insights. Um, an awesome question. I appreciate that very, very much. And we still have time left. Uh, give us a call. A little bit. Uh, 313-462-0107. Give us a call. Uh, awesome, awesome questions on chat and some uh, things to think about out there when we're talking about, you know, bashers and haters. And also, you know, as Andre mentioned, you know, about manipulator, manipulation when they come into this that, you know, they'll bash you, call you names and all this stuff. And as Andre mentioned and, you know, Foo disclose about her brother's situation too that you know they'll bash you and rip you apart and then they say oh if you don't be with me i'm gonna kill myself (laughs) they have some emotional issues going on and i'm a licensed professional counselor i'm going to tell you yeah there's some emotional situation uh clinical situations that are going on and you know what call 911 and then get the hell away from them stay the hell away from them don't let them manipulate you, get you into a situation where you're going to get sucked in and out of guilt. You know what? Oh, my God, i got to stay with them because something's going to happen. That's not your responsibility. And I'm going to let you off the hook and tell you, you know what? You have permission to get the hell away. That is not your job or responsibility. That is on them. It's almost coming down with the same situation. You're not responsible for other people's emotions. Um, I think I even talked about that a long time ago when I said that, uh, parents, uh, your job is not to make your kids happy all the time. So just, uh, hopefully that word of advice happens if people are looking out there that, uh, you know, looking out there, listening, sorry, uh, in a situation where you have run into that, where someone has threatened suicide and you're still with them. And I, I've dealt with many, 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 many clients in a situation like this. They're, you know, feel manipulated or miserable. Greg, I can't leave. They threaten suicide. They whatever. Um, you need to get the hell away. Call the police. And, you know, and I know a lot of people also are leery or maybe scared of even murder-suicide. Um, is that a legitimate concern? <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, and I've, you know, I've dealt with too many kids in that situation that have witnessed, um, dad kill mom and kill himself or vice versa. And, um, you know, it's a very dreadful situation, but not everybody is like that. If they're making threats, you know, and their behavior changes, they become even more controlling, more, you know, usually a lot of control freaks end up, you know, threatening and all this stuff. Um, situation. That's where you need to get the cops involved and try to cut ties. And it's very difficult to do that, especially if you have kids in that situation, okay? I worry about that with my brother. What do you worry about with your brother, Foo? That she will kill him and then kill herself? Yeah, it's one of those things. I don't, you know, I, I don't want you or, you know, I don't want you, but I don't want anyone else to have you either. That type of thing. And it's it's very difficult when you, you know, you perceive 
you know, situations one way when you're so dependent that your whole life depends on one person um, in that situation. It's difficult. And, you know, what would it take? And sometimes you could talk to them. They could, you know, talk to me or whatever, and it might not do any good. They still have, it's almost like an obsession, almost like an addiction is what the dependent personality aspects are like. And it becomes where, you know, their whole essence, their whole being is, you know, you break up with me, I have nothing. That's sad. It's very, very sad. Yeah, I'm not, you know, breaking up sucks. I, you know, it sucks. I get it. It's heartbreaking. But when your whole essence is based or surrounded on that, that tells me you need to have more of an identity, work on your self-worth, self-esteem, and you as a person, what are you, your whole identity? And you need to shape that and try to work towards your own identity. And don't ever lose that. Even in a relationship, you you keep your own identity that you have other things to live for, other purposes. Um, and it's going to make you feel more confident when you're in an unhealthy situation that you can get out of it. And, um, you know, dealing with teenagers, if you have teenagers in a situation where they play games um, like this, I know I'm hesitating, I must be tired of When you get the situation where these teenagers, oh, I'm going to kill myself, I'm going to do this, I'm going to say you rape me if you break up with me, and you're like, oh, what? Yeah, I, I, last time we had sex and you freaking, and my panties are all filled with your cum. And it's like, oh my God, then what do you do, right? <laughs> so don't break up with me. And those manipulate, those are dangerous situations. And are there adults like that? Hell yes. And you need to, was there any dangerous situations of that you run into that, that they threatened to uh, commit suicide or anything else, have? Oop. I don't think I can hear your... Sorry. There we go. That's oh, right. sorry, Ab. There I was going to say I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. No, that never happened. Most women were more than happy just to get rid of you. <laughs> Listen, Ab. Uh, ne- nothing had to get to that point. Oh, you're going to have Fu sort of bitch slap you through uh, the chat in a minute when she's going to tell you to knock it off. No. Uh, I'm, depending on my mood, I'd be okay with that. Oh, anyway. depending on your mood. Uh-oh. You know, no, no. And I'm trying to think. I have had, um, I, I'm i trying to think if I've ever had anyone or if I've ever did that. No, I've never done that either. Um, have I had anybody try to say they're going to commit suicide? No. I've had people threaten to cut me up. I've had people threaten to, I'm going to diss you. You broke up with me, so I'm going to tell everybody. Shame on you for breaking up with me. You're a counselor. You're a therapist. You should know better. Um, I'm going to ruin you. <laughs> I'm laughing now, but what do you do, um, you know, in that situation? And it's like, well, I'm going to tell you if you do this, what is going to happen? <laughs> Legally, what is going to happen? Um so it's very difficult. I, I, you know, I've been threatened. I've been whatever. But I don't think anyone has threatened suicide. Luckily, I haven't been in that situation. But I, I know how definitely I would handle that. And uh, I meant I wouldn't handle it any different with myself than what I'm advising people out there to do, as Andre, you know, mentioned. Um, 
That's how I would handle it. Okay, Melissa, how do you handle parents bashing you on a daily basis? My question is, why are you allowing them to? My, when, when our parents bash us, you know, even as adults, you know, they're, it sucks when we grow up and maybe we have somebody that always, we're not good enough. They're always criticizing, ripping on us as kids, whatever. We don't have much of a choice and it sucks. As an adult, you have the power over you. You need to stop that now or maybe distance yourself from parents. And, oh, they're my parents. I can't. I owe them da-da-da-da-da. You know, we're always supposed to love them. And I, I told people, and you've heard me say this before, Melissa, that I'm not a huge fan of blood is thicker than water. In healthy situations, I get it. But if they're always bashing you on a daily basis, uh, you need to distance you. Talk to you. You know what? You need to stop bashing me, stop ripping me apart all the time. I'm sick of it. And if they continue, then you need to distance yourself from them because they're not respecting you. And some parents, when they get in a situation, even with adults, and they still try to be controlling and all this aspect, you know, you have an adult to say, you know what, you deserve respect and you deserve, you know, not to put up with that. And they're going to say, oh, how dare you? You're a bad daughter. You're a bad son, whatever, because you told me this. You know what? That's that's another manipulation tactic, and I don't care if it's a parent, sibling, whatever that does that. Uh, you need to be an adult. And you need to distance yourself from that situation if they don't stop. I would, you know, I would speak from the heart um, first off and say, you know what, you know, why are you bashing me all the time? I'm not, you know, I want it to stop. And if it doesn't, then it would probably be, you know what, it needs to stop. I'm sick of it. I'd be more upfront, more. Not a dick. Well, maybe a dick. I'd be more assertive, more aggressive. You know what? It needs to stop. I'm not hearing this anymore. And if it continues, man, maybe we don't have to talk that much anymore. You know, I love you, but you know what? I don't deserve this, and I'm going to step away from it again. Like I mentioned, it is not easy. It is very, very difficult um, emotionally to handle, and I get it. I understand that. But this is, you don't have to put up with it. Because they're your parents, you know, and you're in an adult situation. You do not have to tolerate that. You need to have self-respect, and it doesn't matter if they're your parents or not. You're an adult, and you have a right to command respect in how you're treated. In that situation, you, I would, you know, peace out. You know what? It creates distance. I don't even want to talk to you. Um, Melissa, yes, it is hurtful, meaning... That they do that, it is hurtful from them to do it, or it's hurtful for you to speak speak up for yourself. That you feel guilty and you feel like you're disrespecting them. That your parents are still on this pedestal. And I'm all about, you know, if they're good people respecting you, but you also have a right to oh, to distance yourself. It is hurtful, but this you have to look at what is the, you know, what is the pull. And I get, you know, there are parents who are all supposed to love them, loyal, whatever, but that doesn't mean. You also have to be loyal and respectful to yourself and look at, you know, you need to be loyal and respectful to yourself. And it's not selfish. You're not being a bad, you know, bad daughter to your parents by, you know, they need to respect you. And it's, you know, it, it's very difficult. It's hurtful to distance yourself. Um, but it also can be very it might take a while to get over that, 
to heal from that. But you will be, I think, a lot more stronger as an individual if you do do that. And you will start realizing maybe it will help you propel and gain strength and self-confidence by doing it and looking at, you know what, because you're my mom, my dad, whatever, you know what, I'm not going to tolerate this. And because I'm your, you know, I'm um, your kid, no matter what age I am, that doesn't mean I have to tolerate this crap anymore. And it's going to stop or I guess we don't talk to each other anymore. Um, until you can learn to, you know, be nice and not rip me apart all the time. And some parents don't get that. They're very, you know, critical, very, and not only parents, What you end up marrying somebody that's very critical, very, you know, bashing and all this stuff. Or maybe, you know, you're raised that way and you look at your, I, you know, new client today, uh, one of them was mentioned about, you know, the wife was always just like her dad about being, um, you know, very critical. Everything, nothing's good. Nothing's right. Everything's wrong. Everything's messed up. Everything's this. Well, if I'm always wrong, always messed up, always doing things wrong, why the hell are you with me? <laughs> um, and in the parent situation, you know, I would ask nice. You know, bring it up to their attention. And maybe if you have, or that doesn't work, you need to be more assertive and say, you know what, I've told you before. You know what? I love you, but I, I'm not going to talk to you. I can't talk to you guys anymore. Um, and you might need to distance yourself. And maybe your parents, oh, my God, she's such a bad daughter, such an evil daughter. And they're bash your friends, bash to your siblings, bash to the relatives. But you need to look at I bet you most people, even relatives, whatever, they're going to look at the situation. I bet you you're not the only one that witnesses it. Um or endures that. I'm sure other people around have seen it. And like I said, it gets to a point when I mentioned about bashing and negativity. If you do distance yourself and your mom, dad, parents, whatever, oh my God, she won't talk to us anymore. She's such a miserable daughter, whatever. That's where you need to say, you know what? There's more than one side to this situation. And what I've endured, what I went through, maybe no one else even knows it, whatever. And if they don't care to ask, what, you know what? Let them believe what they want and peace out, okay, then they side with you, then maybe uh, maybe you need to distance yourself and look at what is holding you back there. Do you still want their appreciation, their approval, and, you know, why is that so important to you? Most people it is. They want, you know, we want our parents' approval, whatever, but it comes to a point where, you know, we start selling ourselves out trying to get our, and we do stuff we don't want to do, and that's not healthy or makes us happy, um, you know, by trying to please our parents, even as adults. And I think that's unhealthy. And we need to flip that around and look at, you know, our parents, you know, if they, you know, if they loved us, whatever, is that the most important thing that they want is for us to be happy, right? Or do they want us to be miserable like they are? And that's selfish. And that's um, a little bit on the pathetic side, okay? So hopefully that will help. Um, you know, I know it's not easy, Melissa, but I think you need to maybe distance yourself away and say, you know what, I'm sick of this, and peace out. Okay, I'm I am going to say good night for the evening. It's about 11:45 or close to it. 
Thank you for listening to the Art of Relationships radio show, people. Make sure you check me out on Facebook under Greg Dzinski, D-U-D-Z-I-N-S-K-I, or uh, the Art of Relationships uh, Facebook page, also on the web, theartofrelationships.org. You want to do a plug for your show before we peace out, Av? Well, uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow at 12 Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, and 9 a.m. Pacific to Avenue and Friends. It's a very special episode, so uh, make sure you're there. Save the date, and that should be easy because it's, you know, only 14 hours away or so, 13. So be there tomorrow at noon. Avenue and Friends here on RawRadioX.com. Thank you so much, Evan. Thank you for all your help. Thank you. And uh, friendship and all your insights and help over. And I hope the show goes tomorrow. Hopefully, I got to oh, check yeah. my schedule. I got to call in tomorrow sometime. <laughs> okay. It's okay. 12 to 2? Yeah. Good. I had to do a reminder. I'm checking what clients I have. Um, ooh, you know what? I'm going to be able to do that. I got clients nice. at 1130. Mm-hmm. 11.30, it's a regular one, 11.30, 12.30, I'll be able to call in if so. Okay, um, cool. I'll do that, I definitely, especially with tomorrow. Um, Princess Fu, thank you again. Thank you, Melissa, Andre. Uh, everybody have a good night. Um, thanks again, Andre, for uh, joining. It's awesome to see you on here and the questions and uh, insights you threw out. I appreciate Appreciate that very, very much. Like I said, the Art of Relationships radio show is all about you out there and trying to help, um, trying to help your lives get better, happier, and relationships more closer. Um, everybody have a good night. Much love to everybody out there. Happy Hump Night. Yeah. I forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> everybody take care. Peace out, and I will uh, talk to you soon. She's sitting on the dirt-ridden floor. Hit her form. She kills me, she's loud as hell.